Meanwhile, in another part of the city, two podcasters talk about M. Night Shyamalan's glass. Shyamalan? <laughs> yeah, I said that weird. <laughs> I'm keeping that. <laughs> Kind of keep going, but I was like, that was kind of odd. But <laughs> welcome back to Cinematic Protastic. I'm Andrew and I'm Philip, and we're talking about M. Night Shyamalan's <laughs> Glass <laughs> or Shyamalan's. I'm pretty sure it's Shyamalan. I don't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we're talking about uh, M. Night Shyamalan's Glass, it's the third film in a trilogy, an unexpected trilogy, uh, because the previous movie split with uh, James McAvoy. Spoiler alert. Um, hopefully you know that by yeah, now. Hopefully you've seen it by now. But um even even if not, there's still it's still a good movie to watch. Um but Split is actually a sequel to Unbreakable with what's his face? Baldy McBalders. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, some might call him Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. <laughs> I don't think I anybody. Can't, I can't say M. Nice name and you call Bruce Willis Molly McFall. <laughs> I don't think anybody could say that to his face and live. Oh. Might as well just say, in, you know, in this movie, Professor X is in it, you know. Basically, basically. <laughs> and not the Patrick Stewart version. What? Why did they call him Baldy Big Baldies? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. And back to the podcast. Now, so, an unexpected trilogy. Unbreakable, both you and I really liked it. I'm a big fan of M. Night Shyamalan. I'm pretty sure you are. I even like his stuff that didn't do so well. Uh, you know, his biggest flop is probably... Um, I, why can I not think of anything right now? I can't think of people's names or mo- name of movie, the happening. Probably his biggest disappointment financially. Um, I, yeah, I don't know if it would be that or if it would be uh, the uh, last Airbender. Yeah, um, but we both the, like that too. The, big, the the happening is definitely the biggest flop that was his own. You know, he wrote, he directed. Yeah, uh, Last was, Airbender was his first foray into adaptation, taking a like yeah. a ho- a Hollywood or a studio movie uh, with lots, you know, big big budget. So I don't know if that would be considered more of a flop or not. But yeah, but now before you get like, oh, he likes the happening. Well, I'm I disagree with him. I know it's not a great film. The end of it doesn't end well, but I thought the movie started out really strong. The the concept intrigued me, and I think if it was done better, it would have been much better. Um, but he did not do it very well. <laughs> you know, with, with that said, we're, we're all obviously fans of his. Let's first talk about the pros of this movie. The original cast returns. Uh, I almost said Harrison Ford. <laughs> What is wrong with that? Harrison Ford is not in this film. (laughs) No. Bruce Willis, or as uh, Hollywood likes to call him, Baldy McBalderson. (laughs) 
<laughs> are we talking about glass or are we talking about unbreakable? We're talking about. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. I'm talking about glass now. I'm talking about Harrison Ford and Star Wars. No. I didn't even mention Star Wars. I just said Harrison Ford, who is in Star Wars. Anyways, the glass. Not the glass. Glass. We cannot get through this. Glass. Wait, I thought we were talking about Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> so so yes, Bruce Willis returns from Unbreakable. From Unbreakable and his brief cameo in Split. Uh, James and McAvoy. James McAvoy comes back from Split. And then uh, Samuel L. Jackson reprises his role as Mr. Glass. And, and I so, can't think of the actor's name, but the uh, actor that played Bruce Willis's son. Yes. Returns from Unbreakable. So yeah, the the kid that plays Bruce Willis and the mom from for Samuel L. Jackson was that the same woman? I'm pretty sure it was the same actress. Okay, and then uh, and then uh, uh, Anya Taylor Joy, who was the the female uh, lead in yes. Split, Spencer Treat Clark. There you go, <clears throat> playing Joseph Dunn. Yeah, so I think that's the probably one of the biggest pros is you have. The original cast from both movies that you're now meshing together. And I'm pretty sure they have it where, it, you know, it takes place kind of the same time frame as, you know, Unbreakable came out, what, like 20 years ago? Yes. Yeah, so, so, yeah, it, it kept the same timeline as the actors aged, especially yeah. the uh, Spencer Clark, uh, who was like in his early teens. Eight, you know, if not 10, 10 to 12 years old or so in the, in unbreakable. And now he's, you know, in his twenties to early thirties, maybe or whatever. <clears throat> and so they had to maintain the timeline. And so they, they put the movie out at that time. Uh, split, I think took place like six months before previous to the, they mentioned in the movie to kind of point out the fact that like the, the, the cool thing about the, the original cast returning is that they use flashbacks in this film uh, in particular. And you were pointing out how, how you had not seen the, the, the clip that they used. And so it may have even been a, de- a deleted scene from, from uh, unbreakable, unbreakable, but it was a young, visibly young Bruce Willis and a 10 or 12 year old kid. And this is one of those kids where, like, you know, he looks like he still, like, he still looks like he did when he was a kid. Like, he didn't change much physically from, like, you know, like he didn't have a baby face, and now he's like older. Like his face didn't change much, hmm. and so it's like you can't mistake some other actor as a younger version of this character. So it's him as a young boy uh, doing the scene, and it was a flashback, and it was just kind of like. You know, when are when is a movie going to have that kind of opportunity? And it's it's very rare. And so that that was why it was kind of cool that the original cast. Well, it's returned. just it's 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 neat that he was able to take a deleted. Was it a deleted scene or not? I I don't know. I'd have to look into it. But I don't recall it being in the uh, Unbreakable. So if it is a deleted scene, it's it's cool that he's able to weave a story 20 years later that could incorporate a scene that didn't make it into the final cut yeah. of this movie. And it fits into the overall storyline. And it's, you know, it, uh, it was a piece of, 
that was a piece of film that he shot 20 years ago that works and fits into a movie now. Yeah. So, like, yeah, when he was editing, he was like, this doesn't work. Get rid of it. And then, oh, it works for <laughs> for 20 years later. Um, the other thing that I really liked about this movie was that, you know, it still had this epic feeling. Because, um, you know, the, the whole point of these movies, uh, especially Unbreakable, uh, brought up the point that there's a lot of comparisons to comic books, um, villains and heroes and and that kind of stuff. And both these movies, uh, or all three of these movies, have been able to give a sense of epic uh, urgency without the need of extreme special effects, without the need for, you know, like an Avengers film having a, a beam of light shooting into the sky, a portal opening up, you know, aliens coming in. Although I greatly enjoyed that. <laughs> Uh, it was able to still convey that sense of of urgency without all the flash and pomp and circumstance, I guess is what I'm trying to think of. Um, so and all the stuff that you are going to see in watching a Black Panther or Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. Or but, even the upcoming you know, Marvel yeah. movies. They're very yeah, special effects Captain heavy. Marvel. Not that it's a bad thing, but... Black Panther had uh, armor-plated rhinos running around, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's just kind of over-the-top special effects, which work for those films. But this one was able to do it. There obviously were some special effects, but it was mostly practical. And, you know, most of it was in the performance. Like, you know, James McAvoy plays a character that has like 20 some odd personalities inside. And he goes through, he doesn't go through all of them, but he goes through most of them. And you can tell who he is sometimes based off of his physical appearance. And one of them is like a beast. And I don't know if they digitally augmented him or not but i don't think they did i think he just and th i think there were definitely some like veins yeah, maybe like maybe a little small... bit but like his size I, and yeah, his muscles know. and his like he would do this thing with his neck and you know just it just looked like it was happening in front of me and and that that's i think the best thing about this movie split and and unbreakable is that it had the sense of I'm a hero, I'm a villain and, you know, doing things like, you know, the bad guy, unbreakable, he set bombs, you know, that's a real thing. You know, people do that, unfortunately. And, you know, his intent was to find his opposite, which is a typical thing that comic books have is, you know, the hero is the opposite of the villain. And so he was like, well, I break easily. There's got to be someone who doesn't break at all. And that, you know, that's very simple and kept it local. It didn't have to deal with the whole world, saving the world, whatever. And yet it still felt like, you know, Captain America fighting the Red Skull or, mm -hmm. you know, something like that. Uh, and so that that's that's some of the stuff I liked about about this movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he, I mean, with the exception of Last Airbender, 
he he's never really had a, a need or used heavy special effects. It's always been a little more practical. I mean, obviously, they, there is a use of special effects in all of his movies to some extent. But uh, probably the most was used was in uh, um, Signs. Yeah. But yeah, he, he, he's, he, he, he does ground his, his movies in more of a reality that, uh, you know, the, the use of the special effects aren't needed. Uh, or if there is a need for them, it's not the primary focus. It's the, the focus is on the practical. Yeah. So there were some things that I unfortunately didn't like about this movie. And, and I felt that at least at the beginning, I felt like it, it kind of rushed into things a little bit. It, it really pushed into the story and I felt like some things were just like, we just got to get through it. Let's do this real quick. Let's move on. Um, and so I kind of wish they would have slowed down at the beginning, but it wasn't like, it wasn't horrible. It just felt a little rushed. Um, but that was only at the beginning. And then the rest of the movie had a pretty, pretty, uh, decent pace. I don't know if it's necessarily with, with how it started. Um, I think there were aspects of the movie that seemed, like you got to it a little bit too quickly, but I don't know if I could, if I could give you an example, you know, like a specific example of it was the beginning yeah. of the movie, the middle of the movie. Um, but I, I want to say if anything, I, I felt the uh, James McAvoy character, I felt like there was more stuff that was rushed with his character. Okay. Than the other two. Okay. The other thing that, you know, the thing I really liked about unbreakable was that it, it had this sense of, you know, it was making comparisons to comic books, but it wasn't saying we are a comic book, you know, just saying, you know, the guy was like, you're mentioning how villains usually have bigger eyes because they see the world differently or it's skewed, um, that heroes are often the opposite of their, their, um, villains and, and things like that. And there was just a couple connections made nothing major but you know something that that could be done this movie i felt like was really on the nose when it came to the comic book stuff and it didn't necessarily pull me completely out but it was just like you guys are laying this on pretty thick <laughs> like i think there's even a line where samuel jackson jackson comes out and he's revealed as not because like he's incapacitated for a majority of the movie. Um, well, not a majority, but a, a good portion. And he, he reveals that he's not incapacitated and he's actually fully aware and conscious and able to do what he's wanting to do. And he comes to a guard and he's like, this is the part where a thought bubble appears above your head and you think this, and, you know, it was like, that's a little on the nose. And there were some other, other moments too, where they just kind of, he basically was like, this is a comic book. I'm the bad guy. You're my henchman. Like, I mean, he didn't say that specifically, but it basically was that. And, and so I, I didn't uh, care for that. I felt like if they kept it more subtle, it would have been better, but it didn't completely take me out. It just was. Yeah. A little I, say, I, I don't know if I agree with that. Um, if you, if you go back to the first movie, it's, 
it, it is kind of subtle of it's kind of kind of a comic book the Samuel L. Jackson character relates stuff to how comic books are there's if there's a villain there's got to be the superhero the I'm your arch villain you're you know yeah and then obviously with split when you you know you you don't know until the end of that movie that is part of that same universe so there's no there's yeah. no references to this is a comic book yeah or these are comic book characters and with the direction that this movie goes i think it makes sense to me why there's so many more references i guess to comic books and and what what you find in a comic movie is what's happening in this movie is yeah i'm the villain here's my sidekick you're the superhero so i think i think it fit for the movie i think it fit for the purpose of the movie and and when the movie's over i felt that 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 type of you know kind of laying it on a little more thick of this we're in a comic book it made sense and i think for for like his line of like this is the part where a a bubble pops up if even if you go back to his character in in unbreakable he already was so in the mindset of this is a comic book yeah i'm in a comic book so i think once at the end of unbreakable he realizes i was right my life is a comic book now he's like all right i am a comic book so i will say i didn't watch unbreakable recently so i'm just going off of you know memories of the movie so i i'm not as you know knowledgeable about it as as i probably should be going (sighs) into this trilogy but like i said it wasn't completely horrible that that it was on the nose i just kind of wished it was a little more subtle um but you know if if i go back to watch unbreakable and and see what you're saying then i might have a different opinion um the other thing was that I thought it wasn't necessarily bad because I felt like the end of the movie still ended in a style like M night Shyamalan, but I, maybe it was just kind of a bit underwhelming. This not, not necessarily the way the movie ended, but the final scene, like how it tagged out and moved into the credits. I felt like maybe that scene could have had a little bit more push to it. Um, you know, without giving anything away, I don't want to, because if I say what the scene is about, then I <laughs> give say away. It's, it's a tough movie to talk about. Yeah, then I give, give away the ending, which, you know, that's kind of the whole point of seeing an M. Night Shyamalan movie is, is, the, is the ending, how he gets there. Um, which kind of, I mean, I don't, do you have any thoughts about the final shot? I think I, I appreciated how, yeah, how, it, and, and, and like it, I said, I think. It I wasn't think, bad. I, just, I think when, when, when the credits start rolling, uh, again, that's kind of where I think it it made sense to me why the movie was making so many references to this is a comic book. Okay, uh, and so when when it gets to that ending point, I think it makes that that process uh, make sense. I don't want to give away the end because the whole point of this is that you know there's a. With, with M. Night Shyamalan, you pretty much know you're going to get a twist. That's kind of his thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sixth Sense really shocked a lot of people. Uh, Signs kind of did too. Um, 
the village lady. the village had a pretty pretty big twist in it and so you know you, you kind of and and i think it kind of was some of his downfall as well was that everybody was expecting something and so it's really hard for him to surprise you when you know that there's a surprise coming so with that said you know i went into this movie and i think i was just so excited to see it because i i didn't know if i was going to see this in theaters and the opportunity presented itself and it was like let's go see this and i was just excited and then the movie started happening and it was just going so well that i was just like this is awesome I completely forgot about a twist. Like it didn't even occur to me that a twist was going to happen. And then it does. I think there's even like three in there. Like, yeah, there's, there's, there's a, there's a, there's, there's not just a, here's the twist. Yeah. It's, it's a couple moments where you're like, oh my gosh. And like I said, I was just, I was just so into it. You know, the, um, you know, obviously, like I said, this is a is a comic book movie ish, comic book ish movie, and so the bad guy has this really dastardly, evil plot that will kill a lot of people, and I was so looking. F- I mean, I, <laughs> sounds bad. I was looking forward to it because I wanted to see how the hero was going to stop it, um, and then, like I said, without giving anything away, and unfortunately, I think I kind of am, but you don't see that ending. You see something else and it was still satisfying, still shocking. And, and yeah, like I said, it's just kind of punched you in the, you know, it was a sucker punch and you're like, Oh, I did not see that coming. Um, and so I thought that was, you know, kudos to Shyamalan for putting a twist in there that, that I wasn't expecting. It had a couple of things where obviously, you know, that things, start culminating and you get to the end and I don't know if I was necessarily expecting a twist like the the typical Shyamalan I can't say his <laughs> name right now uh, the typical twist that he he does because you know if, if you go back to, to Split the movie itself there's no there's no twist ending necessarily for that movie um, the, I... the twist is when he reveals it's a sequel to Unbreakable. Yeah, that that was the twist. But I also thought that the girl having scars, maybe okay. was kind of not a strong twist. But yeah. I thought that, that so was. So I, I think this one, like we were saying, it doesn't have that big twist that you think of when you think of or not signs, but um, Sixth Sense. Yeah, that had just you know a huge twist, and it was. Oh my gosh. This one I felt had, uh, you know, there, there was more of a sharp turn. There, yeah. Well that, and then, <laughs> not, and then not quite a twist. They, they were twists, turn. but it wasn't like a, an earth shattering. No. Like, you know, but, but they were, they were big enough where, like you said, it was like, Oh, uh, I did not see that yeah. coming. And, and I also like how, at least for me, and I don't think this will give anything away that the moment I realized something was different was when they showed a tattoo. Oh, before the, before they even told you what was going on mm-hmm. or what was happening, there's a brief shot and it, it's a, it's like a dime sized tattoo on someone's arm. 
but the camera shit like it showed it specifically like it was like focused on there for a good not like a long time but like a it was just a noticeable time like oh there's a tattoo on his hand yeah and that when that happened i was like oh my gosh mm-hmm. there's something bigger going on and <laughs> but and like i said it was before they even mentioned anything and so it, it, just the fact that like a dime sized tattoo punched me in the face. <laughs> what what, what uh, kind of that same moment? I, I know I, I I went when I saw that. My first thought was, is that an, is that anywhere in the previous movies? <laughs> yeah. Did, yeah. Should I know what that is? Uh, exactly. Yeah. That, that's the thing. You see it and you're like, I should know what that is. It's a re- like, you recognize it even though you don't know what the hell yeah. it is. Um, but anyway, <laughs> sorry to our listeners. If you're not going to be watching, <laughs> but I, I <laughs> this movie be like, where's the tattoo? Where is it? And, but yeah, I still, I still don't think that, I mean, I, we're giving a little bit away, but I don't think we're giving the whole thing away. Um, I do wonder if this movie will be the last one. Like, I, I feel like, obviously, he wanted to do a trilogy, and if he does end it, it ended well. But it ended in a way that made me think that they could continue. It's it's definitely ends very much with a, there could be more, whether it's, you know, one movie or multiple movies. And, you know, what, what I've read so far is... I, uh, as of right now, I don't think he has. I don't think his plan or intention is to let's now do a sequel to yeah. to Glass, but it definitely leaves that open and leaves that as an you know maybe it'll be something he'll revisit because you know who know I don't know what his next project is. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure what it for is it, but um, but yeah, I I I, I would definitely be excited for if he does decide to continue it any further. Yeah. Um, but, but if he doesn't, if it doesn't continue on, I think the way it's has ended, even though it does end with an open ending, like, Oh, there's more to be told. It's ends in a way where, where I think I'm satisfied with, with with where it is right now. If if that's all he does, I'm not sitting here like, Oh, I want to see what comes yeah, next. Yeah. So I'm definitely glad they were able to to make this trilogy. I, re- I remember, you know, when he made Unbreakable, it was kind of said that he wanted to do a trilogy because that's what comic book movies did. Um, and then nothing happened. And I, I don't know if this movie, I felt like it did well, but I guess maybe it didn't it's, financially. Or it's at, at done least. well. It no. hasn't reached the same um, box office, I guess, as Split. Okay. That Split did. Yeah. But they, they said it's still, uh, it's not a flop by any means. No. It's not a blockbuster, but it's it's made its money. It's done well. It's, it's, uh, it's considered a success, but I think they were wanting it more, to, to be more like more... how Split was. Yeah. And so it just kind of makes you wonder with, since he had an original, at least a thought to do a trilogy, I wonder how far thought out it was. And I wonder if 
obviously if he made it then versus now it would be completely different film but i wonder if the idea was to have a character that had multiple personalities and then have a a final showdown or if he'd said hey i'd like to make a trilogy 20 years later he's like i'm gonna do that now and i've got this really good idea and i'm gonna do it now with this i've 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 read before that the the beast character now whether it would have been what we now know as the character from split would it have been the same character or not i don't know but he he had all intentions to introduce that character in unbreakable but decided not to because he felt it might have been too you know too might have been too many characters yeah um so he, he had plans okay and whether like you said if if he had made the trilogy, you know, closer to when Unbreakable was made, obviously we would have had a completely different movies set of movies. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't know how much planning was gone, had gone into it, or if he did he at one point decide I'm going to make that trilogy, but I'm you know was there a point where he's like I'm just going to wait for a while? Yeah. Or has it been something he's wanted to try to do and it just took him this long? Yeah, to get there. The the other thing that's interesting about this is that you know it's just kind of surprising that it's even been made at all. Is because Unbreakable, I think, wasn't it Touchstone, which is owned by yes. Disney, and then I forget who makes Split or and Universal. Universal. So it's, it's different companies, and they're different. They they own the rights to the characters and stuff like that. So uh, I remember seeing something about um i don't know if it was an interview with james mcavoy or something like that about split uh but they were talking about how uh m night was gonna have bruce willis show up at the end of the movie and people were freaking out because they're like you can't do that because disney owns that character and stuff like that and and Shyamalan was able to call him and say can i have my character and, well, and and, I, and, and I they think, said yes. I think Disney all because of that. I think they handled some of the international release, maybe of the of distributing the film internationally for Split. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it wasn't just simply as like, hey, can I have my character? Sure. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of you know legal contracts and and favors exchanged for it, but <clears throat> but it's just you know just knowing that. Companies have rights to characters, you know, the Hulk, there hasn't been a solo Hulk film because Universal owns the rights to the solo film, but Marvel has a, an agreement that they can show him in a team, uh, team up movie. And that's why the Hulk has been showing up in the Avengers movies, but not in a solo film. And so it's just kind of like some people play, some people don't. And it's just kind of interesting. And it worked out in this case. Well, and and um, is glass. It's still under the Universal banner, but obviously Disney has some kind of. I don't know what the specifics are for for glass, or was like, it released by? I, I'd have to look into that. I'm not sure. Yeah, I can't remember either. Um, the last thing I wanted to point out, um, and that I thought was really interesting about this, was that um, the last three movies that M Night Shyamalan has made, he self produced. Normally, you get backing from a studio 
and they kind of run the shots and tell you what to do if they don't like something. But he, uh, like with the visit, which was kind of his first big success after a while, um, the most recent success, I guess, was he he basically put his house up. He's like, uh, you know, took out a second mortgage or something like that, and and used his house as collateral to fund this movie, and it paid off. And then the proceeds from that helped pay for Split, and you know, obviously Split did well, and that helped pay for Glass. And so it's just kind of interesting that he, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you don't think about it. You just think he's a big Hollywood director, and that he. Although his last few movies weren't necessarily the greatest before these uh, most recent ones, that he's still a big, big name, and that he would be able to get some some money, but he he decided to do it himself. It, yeah, it is. It's it's interesting, or or it's kind of crazy to think that you know at one point he was called the you know the he was the second coming of Spielberg. Yeah, almost. And he almost had a, you know, he almost fell as quickly as he rose. Um, but like you said at the beginning of this, you and I, I've seen, I don't know if I've seen all of his movies. There's a movie that he directed that has Rosie O'Donnell in it. I've never seen. Oh, I've seen that. <laughs> it's, it's and and good. then I think he was a, uh, I think he was a screenwriter for, uh, Stuart Little the, about the mouse. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he, he's got some films out there that I've never seen, or if I have seen, that's just been bits and pieces, but the, you know, starting with Sixth Sense and um, Signs, Unbreakable, The Village, Lady Under, uh, Under the Water, and even The Happening, I... I I like him because I really like his the way he tells his story. Yeah. Now, again, the happening wasn't the strongest story. It had some no. downfalls, but I still liked the way it was shot. Mm-hmm. I liked the way that the story progressed, and you know, he to me he tells a really good story, and the way he shoots it and whatnot is what really I think pulls me in. And the twists are are a plus, especially if they do catch you off guard. Uh, but like you said, with him, a lot of times you do go in like, all right, well, I'm going to try to figure out the twist before the twist happens. Um, um, but yeah, I, I, it, it's, it's crazy to think that he has to mortgage his house in order for him to, to get a movie made. Yeah. Uh, will he need to after the success of his last three films? Probably, Maybe not so much. Not. But, but he probably will still go that route because he'll he'll maintain control. I, I say, yeah. I think that's so, that, that's part of it. Is he he has uh, complete control over it? Um, but he's also the last three movies he's working with Bloomhouse. Yeah. Which, um, in my opinion, has really come out as a pretty I mean they they've put together a lot of really good films and it seems like it's a uh, the you know there's there's some smart people involved with that yeah not all their movies have been great um 
what was the one I watched? Uh, Truth or Dare. Ooh. It's <laughs> not sure if I've heard of that one. <laughs> it's not very good at all. Um, but you know the the Bloom House is behind the most recent Halloween movie. Okay. Um, they were you know obviously behind Glass and Split. Um, and uh, they might even be the studio behind the Paranormal Activity movies, you know. But it's, yeah, I I will say I've I've seen their their uh, name show up a lot recently. Um, but in the end, I would definitely give this movie two tickets because I would uh, like to see it again. Um, especially you know knowing how things played out now, going into it knowing that, uh, I'd like to see how it how it might change my perspective of the movie. Um, but yeah, I probably won't see it twice, but I, I would like to see it twice. I give this one two tickets. And I did have the um, opportunity to watch both Unbreakable and Split before seeing um, Glass, which I think helped. I'm definitely not a, a have to, because you yeah. if you've seen them before, you know there's nothing really tricky about it but but i think it did help in the sense of each movie has a different feel about yeah. it um and this one it's again it's a great conclusion if this is all that we'll see from this universe if there's more i'm i'm more than happy to to look forward to those and uh but this one i would definitely enjoy watching again all right, let us know what you thought of, of Glass, Split, or Unbreakable, or M. Night Shyamalan. Um, give us a shout-out on Cinematic Rotastic's Facebook page, uh, gmail.com, uh, Instagram, and anchor.fm. And until next time, we'll see you at the movies. And don't forget to check your ticket stubs. Mm-hmm.